0: what's up party people you're listening to the revenue real hotline i'm amy rovchek and i'm glad you're here this is a show about real people sharing real stories on their quest to generating real revenue and all the hard and uncomfortable conversations that come along the way Mm -hmm. including the most important ones the hard conversations we need to have with ourselves I speak often about how steep and unforgiving the podcast learning curve can be. It's one of the hardest that I've taken on in a long time. And it's also the most rewarding. Frankly, there's a tremendous amount of overlap between this and and selling and carrying a bag. And as someone that's done both, currently doing both, I feel particularly entitled to say that. I was so taken. With my personal experience with this medium, a few months back I actually gathered some podcasting friends to talk about their journeys through the learning curve as well. We banter questions like, what made you smile, what made you cry, and how has it fundamentally changed you as a person? Jeff Bajork, Travis King, Donnie Bovine, Galem Gourmet, Rebecca Panapinto, Colin Mitchell, Gary O. Harrison, and James Saywood Sales Buckley, you all rock. Listeners, everyone's LinkedIn profile and shows are linked in the show notes. Enjoy.
1: All right. Welcome to SalesCast. Amy is going to be taking the host seat. We've got an awesome group of panelists today. We've all got some stories to share that you can learn from. If you're joining us, drop us in the comments. Let us know where you're at in your podcast journey. I'm going to pass the mic over to Amy.
0: Do comment, friends. We're, we're mad fun. Okay, so everyone here on the conversation, I'm not going to intro you for everyone else. However, I will start with myself. I'm Amy Verhovchek. My show is called The Revenue Real Hotline. I've been at it for about eight months, probably six months of guesting before that on two episodes, one of whom was kind enough to come and join us today, Jeff the And yeah, my goodness gracious, it's been an interesting journey. And so with that, I'm going to pass the baton to Jeff Vajorek for intro.
2: Hi, I'm Jeff. Uh, For the past five years, I did a show called The Why and the Buy. And after 432 episodes, we actually decided to put that down because it wasn't serving us anymore. So I have a, a kind of an interesting perspective on podcasting there. I'm not done. I've got another one starting this winter that I can allude to later or Maybe not. We'll leave it (laughs) mysterious from here, Um, but really happy to be here, Amy. Thanks for the invitation. And uh, I guess I can pass the baton then to Travis. We'll keep it on the top
3: row. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody. My name is Travis King. I have hosted a few podcasts, uh, anything from the Community Builder Show to Addicted to Growth. I'm also co-hosting a new podcast called The Experience of You starting this year. Uh, where i'll be breaking down the experiences of humans and um i am so excited to be here because like podcasting is one of the things that is just a huge huge aspect of my life and what i teach and what i believe in so um i'm really excited to be here and i will pass it over to james say what buckley
4: yo what's popping y'all uh podcasting is one of the most frustrating and rewarding things that we do in our professional careers. We don't uh,
0: don't give it away at the beginning, James. Enjoy yourself for everybody so they know. Uh, who so are.
4: I am uh, James Say What Sales Buckley. I host, occasionally I host the Make It Happen Mondays podcast, which is typically hosted by John Barrows. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows to host. I love it. Uh, I host weekly webinars all the time, which I guess are kind of like podcasts. And I used to host the Uncrushed podcast on mental health and had to step away from that. But I still sit on the board and I'm still active in that community. Mental health, very important to me. Uh, so that's my that's my podcast experience. And yes, I do have hair. People always thought I was bald because I couldn't grow hair. Uh, I used to tell people that I was BBC, bald by choice. And then I realized I have to be very careful with that acronym. I've,
0: Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. Everyone, James is also, he's on the behind the scenes on the circuit. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, he's the person to ask, like, oh, my God, what do I do? Um, All right, James, who are you passing the baton to on the intro?
1: I'm passing it to Colin Mitchell. All right. Thank you, everybody that's here. My name is Colin Mitchell. I am the host of Sales Transformation, which used to be Sales Hustle. We just crossed 200 episodes. I'm totally obsessed about podcasting, specifically around driving revenue through podcasting. Podcasting has literally changed my life. Mm. And I'm going to pass it over to Donnie.
4: Oh, Donnie. We, we
1: can't hear you, Donnie. Uh, Speaking it's...
4: of podcasting troubles,
0: <laughs> no, it's live stream. It's new tools all the time. Donnie all said, time. turn my headphones growth. up. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yay.
5: Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. What's up, kids? So, Donnie Bovine here, I'm the host of the Growth Mode Podcast. Like some of the others said, I've also hosted Success Champions podcast. Um, we were up to 20,000 downloads on that 250 step- 50 episodes in when we shut it down. It just wasn't feeding the business like we wanted to be feeding, so we completely pivoted. We launched growth mode, got away from the guest format of bringing freaking guests on your show because it was freaking pointless, and decided to serve an audience similar to Colin. Podcasting saved my business, saved my income, saved my family. I mean, it was it was a really, really cool tool. Best networking tool in the world. And like James said, the biggest pain in my ass in the world as well.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. Galem, you're up. All right. What's up, everyone? I'm Galem, you I host a podcast called What Is Your Legacy? I've had two people on the panel today showing up on the show, and I'm looking for so many more. 63 episodes in and i've been doing this since november 24th 2020. so i'll pass it on (laughs) thank you Uh, i'll pass it on to rebecca amazing
7: so my show came out of COVID as well (laughs) and it's the rebecca panapinto project where i interview technologists all about what digital transformation means in the context of their company business whatever they're trying to make an impact in the world doing so having a lot of fun and looking to grow i love it I love it.
0: All right, uh, Gario.
8: Hey, hey everyone. Thanks for having me guys. Um, uh, my podcast is, is the business conversations. Um, it actually used to be an in-person networking event and then, you know, COVID happened and we had to pivot and I will say that it not only changed the scale in which we were able to, to network and build relationships with folks, but it was also a great sales tool as well. And We can talk a little bit yeah. more about that later.
0: 21 yeah. episodes
8: in and uh, no signs of slowing down.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. And last, Mr. Decker.
9: Hey, what's going on? I host two podcasts. One is called the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast. And the second is called Foundations. Let's build our foundation for a better future. I'm a co-founder here at SalesCast. Um, you know, for a long time, I used to think I was self-employed. Um, but I'm not God is my boss and he proved that to me through podcasting and that's me.
0: <laughs> Yay. Okay. Here we go. Thank you for that. Oh, also I'm reminded that I didn't even say what my show is about. So I'm going to say that. So I have a show about uncomfortable conversations and sales and I'm at episode 37, 38, something like that. All right. What made you pick up the microphone? Um, Jeff Bajorek, you, I think you were one of the first on here that I know about, like why, what made you first pick up the microphone?
2: Christy Walters, my partner and I on Why on the Buy, we were having conversations with one another, both trying to get our businesses started. And I write a lot. She doesn't so much. But we were having these conversations that were so meaningful to one another that um, I said, well, why don't we just press record and distribute it? And that can be your means of content creation for building your coaching business. And it turned into something so beautiful out of that. So um, that was really the impetus for me. But at the time myself, I was looking to be in a lot of places in a lot of formats and uh a podcast was one that i would guessed it on some but i didn't have a show of my own so um and that's kind of how we that? got started 2000 our, our first episodes launched i think it was january 4th 2017.
0: Oh, i love it i love early adopters that's my those are my and category defining love it jeff what about you donnie what made you pick up the microphone
2: You know,
5: uh, literally I gave a speech at a conference and after the speech, like you do, people want to come up and talk to you about 400 Mm -hmm. people in the audience. And a guy walked up to me and he goes, hey, I love your energy. I love your story. Would you come tell it on my podcast? And I said, what the fuck is a podcast? (laughs) This was May of or April of 2018. And he said, it's like a talk show where people get on and we'll just have a talk. I'm like, oh, I can do that. So I went on his show. Well, the thing aired two days later. And one of the listeners actually reached out and became a client. And I went, wait, you can do this podcast thing and people will actually become clients? Hold my beer and watch this shit. So I launched Success (laughs) Champions in May of 2018. yeah, And it was about five months later when it really took off and hit the top of the charts and everything. So
0: um, it was completely
5: a fluke. That's amazing, um, isn't flip. that
0: so true? Like the best laid plans. I, I don't even make plants anymore because they just always go out the window. So like whatever. Um, Galem, how about you? What made you start? What's your legacy? You're a mute girlfriend.
5: Oh, good. I wasn't the only of one course. that had my problems. This actually <laughs> we never are professional folks. We are professional. <laughs>
6: I can't believe it. Um, I've always been the person. You know, before I retired from drinking, I was always the person who were at parties sitting somewhere in a corner talking to a handful of people about some of the deepest parts of life and Mm -hmm. i really enjoy that and other people enjoyed it and so coming back to podcasting that's how i feel like when i'm doing this podcast that that's happening again but it's happening for anyone to listen into the conversation and to get into the emotions that we're experiencing together on -hmm. this podcast
0: Oh my gosh! And why not make it public so that and put it out into the public domain forever and all the time? I love it exactly. All right, what about you, James? Say what, Sales Buckley? Well, you're on mute too. No,
4: I'm not. I was just wanting to fit in.
1: <laughs>
0: I had to do it. I oh, so great! I that was <laughs> amazing.
4: So, so, back in 2019, uh, I, I, be- we began a company with Tim Clark, Tim Clark, CEO of Uncrushed, and what we really wanted to do was focus on mental health, specifically mm-hmm. in business. Like, mm-hmm. we all have to come in every day; we have to perform, but there's shit that happens in our lives that we just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was transitioning from a company I'd been with for a while, and you know, it was quite the transition in my content game was really starting to step up. But the idea behind this was let's get personal with people and talk about their levels in the mental health space. Mm -hmm. I come from a background of cocaine addiction. So Tim and I hit it off right away. We share a very similar story. Both of us lost our fathers. Both of us had the same background. I hosted this show and I think we did 12 episodes in 2019. And when I tell you that it was one of the the coolest experiences, but also one of the hardest experiences mm-hmm. that I'd ever had. Not, not even from a professional standpoint, because that was hard enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what made me keep going and keep talking to these people was the amount of things that people will tell you on a podcast is astounding. Mm-hmm. I really felt like it was a doorway for people to meet others that can relate and connect and have someone out there that's just like you. So that's what I went for And that's the reason I picked up the mic was to be a conduit for people that could relate to one another. And I thought that was so powerful.
0: Amazing. 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 Rebecca, you're not
7: in your head enthusiastically here, girlfriend. What made you pick up the microphone? (laughs) Uh, Well, mine was a similar reasoning, but it was driven by quarantine (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it was the middle of COVID and I was in my apartment in New York city going, what the heck? All my relationships just got cut off Mm -hmm. and how am I going to maintain these? And then another piece of it was I have a bunch of really cool friends, and I wanted to showcase them and not only build our relationships together, but show the world like they're doing some really cool stuff. And a lot of these people have never even been interviewed before, so it was a really cool vulnerability for them that mm-hmm. they were really enjoying and shared some really cool insight with the world.
0: Oh man, that's amazing! I uh, I, I also love having conversations with first timers too. It's an extra special part. Travis King, you're a, what? What made you pick up the microphone? I think your show, with the Community Builder, um, 2018-ish, right?
3: Yep. So you were so early I, too. Yeah, I started that in 2018 at a hackathon that my company had, and I was like running around, category leader, right? They didn't have a podcast, so I was like, "Yo, I had lunch with this dude named James." And he said, if you're trying to learn something like one of the biggest things you could do for your people is learn about what they care about and what matters to their lives. And if you do that, you will know how to serve them over and over and over. And I just was like, all right, I got this two day period of time in my company. I got a Thursday and a Friday. And they said I could do a podcast. I was like, do I need to use people, other teammates? They're like, you could do it individually. I
8: was like yeah. <laughs>
3: that. So I, then I just started interviewing people. And like my first guest that I reached out to was someone that had just written like a book, how, The Art of Gathering, How We Meet, Why It Matters. And then like she had done a, a, a big class with us. So I was like, oh, my God, this is great. So started that. And I was like, wow. This is something that I just get to learn about an industry. I would have even never figured out where to look for it. Mm -hmm. And then now, three years later, I can't go anywhere on LinkedIn without someone calling me the community builder. Like, I can't even put that project to rest and say like, hey, y'all, like this is a piece of me and I'm still doing some episodes and helping different communities launch. But like it started with just research project hackathon. Then it found a piece of me and I kept going.
0: And I one thing that I just want to call out just in case anybody missed that, who's listening. Um the first guest was was an author of the book. So anybody looking at innovative ways to connect with target um prospects or buyers, right? This is a solid, solid option. All right. Uh Gario, did I don't think I asked you yet?
8: No. Um yeah, my the the reason why I started it was the event that we were doing was around you know getting sales and marketing to kind of be in the same page right the problem mm-hmm. i was running a uh, marketing for a coworking space and mm-hmm. you know, i knew how many leads i needed to have all that good stuff but by the time i started asking you know bringing in outside help for marketing the cost just went through the roof and i realized that part of the challenge was marketing was just so complex that nobody really knew um You know, they weren't thinking about the cost, just kind of their price, right? So Mm -hmm. this event was designed to have business folks just talk about things outside of marketing that relate to marketing. And when COVID hit and we couldn't do it in person anymore, you know, I was like, all right, well, we'll hang this up. And, you know, all of a sudden started getting those those LinkedIn messages, those phone calls. You know, when is it coming back? And, Mm -hmm. you know. Said okay, well let's start it, let's turn it into a podcast. And your adoring
0: is- fans demanded, demanded more. I love it. I love it. Yep. All right, Colin, Chris, do you guys have a problem if we just dive in? If I skip you two, or do you wanna
1: Well, we're gonna throw the same question at you before we move forward. Why oh, did yeah. you pick up the mic, Amy? Yeah,
4: you're not escaping that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I like uh, a lot of us on this call have a deep passion around mental health, and I ended up writing an article because of my own story, right? And um, wrote an article, uh, I guess, a year and a half ago now, and it somehow got into the hands of Andy Paul, who then invited me on the show. Now, this was my favorite podcast show, and. I mean, the man's on track to do like 10 million views on LinkedIn, and he wants me to come and talk about my mental health journey. So talk about shitting your pants. But I... um when we finished the conversation, so this was the first time, right? And don't get me wrong. I, I use public speaking as one of my favorite ways to generate opportunities, right, while selling. So I wasn't a complete novice, but when I hung up the phone or we, we finished that episode, I two things happened. I realized instantly I had a lot to learn. And so I asked, you know, Andy, like, what can I do to get better? And then the second thing that I realized is that this skill is going to be a critical one for sellers Moving forward, and how could I possibly, how could I possibly empower anyone with with skills that I myself do not have? And so that was the that was the impetus, the catalyst to kind of you know digging deeper into the the podcast scene. All right. Well, since you yeah. made me do that, now Colin and Chris, you're definitely going, Chris, because Chris went last last time.
9: Yeah, I'll go. I'll be really really quick. Um, as a recovering narcissist. The podcast helps my story not be about me at all. The story is not about me. It's not about me. It was never about me in the first place. Mm -hmm. Inspired by the book Purpose Driven Life, uh, What on Earth Am I Here For, Pastor Rick Warren. The first line is, it's not about you. When I first read that, it changed everything. I was in a recovery group, addiction to alcohol, sex, porn, drugs, money, you name it. I was addicted to it. And I heard others sharing their stories for the first time of redemption and getting sober and changing their lives. And I was actually mad. So I started to share like what was really in my heart, the stuff that I thought was unique. And lo and behold, I started to heal and I started to break free from these patterns and these addictions. I'm like, all right, God, I'm dedicating the rest of my life to this. And that's what I did.
0: Telling stories, sharing stories. I didn't know that, Chris. All right, Colin, what about you?
1: Yeah. Uh, so short version is of my story is kind of the Salescast origin story. Very first time I ever went on a podcast was Chris invited me to come to the studio, go on his show. I had such a great experience after that. I was like this podcast thing. I think I need one. Can you help me? And he mm-hmm. did. And we went on a crazy frequency. And, uh, the most, the thing that drives me forward is just building awesome relationships with awesome people and learning from them along the way. Um, and now I've done over 350 interviews. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll even add. Colin likes to monetize things, and Colin is very good at, at monetizing <laughs> podcasts. Exactly. So I I would imagine that has something to do with it. All right, so okay, here we go. We're it getting helps. The, the the meat of the of the event here. The smiles and the cries. Um. All right, Donnie, we're coming to you first. What was the biggest cry? Like, what was the what was your cry?
6: So I launched the my podcasting company journey. In-
5: yeah, for sure. Yeah. I launched my company in September of 2017 and spent, had spent 20 years of a straight commission sales rep up to that point. And then I finally realized that you could run your own business. So I was going to jump on this whole thing of being an entrepreneur, start a business, do this thing. And, um, I quickly realized I didn't know what the fuck I was doing and being a business owner. Right. You know, it's a really big leap going from an entrepreneur to a business owner. Mm -hmm. And about six months in, I stood on the back porch of my farm, looked my wife in the face and said, babe, we're about to fucking lose everything we own because I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And flash forward to when I got that opportunity to speak on that large stage. I mean, that guy asked me to come interview on his podcast that podcast moment completely saved my business Mm -hmm. um, because it taught me so many things. It taught me how to outsource. It taught me operations. It taught me processes. It taught me systems because I was getting the pleasure of interviewing some of the biggest names in the world and I couldn't have a shit show. Right. I had to actually look like I knew what the fuck I was doing, even though I didn't, you know? So, so, I mean, I had to put teams together. We had to put systems together. So, and, you know, project forward, and I was under a massive non-compete. I couldn't talk about the one thing I knew, which was sales. And, you know, that sales non-compete came up in September and my show had already taken off. And mm-hmm. now I could talk about, you know, sales. So having the podcast gave me the momentum to actually build a business and build the, you know, the empire we have right now. So, but yeah, it totally saved everything. So, I mean, literally bet the farm and almost lost the whole damn thing. So it was it was pretty cool ride.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, panelists, we're, we're going to change up the format here on the fly. Um, and sit, I'm going to go down the list with everybody's top story. So next up, Jeff, what's your biggest cry?
2: My biggest cry was on Galen's show. That's the <laughs> the, the inside joke around here. Um, oh, first, it. first time I ever actually broke down and cried on a podcast. Um, but that's a credit to Galen because of, she's a brilliant interviewer. Anyway, um, like biggest tough lesson learned, like, I don't know. I'm always learning stuff. So I don't know if there's anything about podcasting. What was the hardest out?
0: part? You got to give it, what was the hardest part?
2: Okay. I'll think about this. it at
0: the beginning. What'd you say?
2: The, the, the earliest work that I did that was the hardest and most rewarding, but also my favorite to give up was production. Going back and listening to myself talk, it's excruciating. <laughs> it is so valuable. So do it until you learn as much as you can and then get rid of it as fast as possible. <laughs> and that is, I, I'm, I'm serious. It, it takes it's a lot of time, but it's yeah. worth it. it it's you pick up on your own tics. You pick up on your own good tendencies, bad tendencies. I learned a lot about being in an interview by listening to my own interviewer.
0: Uh, learned a lot about listening. Learned a lot mm-hmm. about if, the interrupting. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, so who's up next? Uh, all right, Garia, what was your biggest aha moment?
8: Uh, the biggest aha um, came from realizing that the, the real value in the podcast wasn't Jeez. necessarily sales related, one to one. It was literally the ability to build an expanded network, new ideas. Meeting new people, um, connecting with with old friends, um, you name it. That I've used this podcast to do that, um, and it's just been it's just been enjoyed. When I look back, I see myself. Um, it made me a better better speaker, made me a better presenter. Um, I you know catch my ticks a lot a lot more. Um, yeah, it's just been it's just been great. Like just across the board, and it gives me gives me a lot more ideas and fodder for content that I do produce, which is where kind of the the sales aspect comes in is, you know, I get to use it as a gift to, to potential clients like the ideas that are shared on the podcast, not necessarily, you know, the podcast guests being leads, but I'll turn around and take a, a, a piece of wisdom from, someone that was on the podcast and give it to a prospect to help nurture them through that sales pipeline. So it's just been the big aha to sum it all up is it doesn't, I didn't have to think about it as a one-to-one, you know, value, right? Like Mm -hmm. one podcast, one sale, more of it just being like an incredible content production
0: machine. All right, Travis, you gave us the idea for the aha moment on the agenda so what's your uh, what was this aha moment that drove this fantastic category of questions travis king
3: so we're sticking to aha moments right
0: i'm hopping around we're keeping everybody on their toes right okay it's so we're talking about my,
3: my aha moment when <laughs> i was podcasting came when a person that i looked up to in the industry told me that i made them think about things in ways that they've never thought about before and i was like ha ha he 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 i was like can you say it one more time so i can get that shit <laughs> Can I just have that writing? Yeah. yeah and so like once he said that and like this person is like one of the dudes where it's like yeah he's trailblazing he's like the guy in this space right mm-hmm. and it solidified it and then another time this is a previous universe Someone said that they were, I reminded them of Einstein. I was like, bro, what? And then another time someone was like, bro, where do you even think like that? And then all of a sudden I realized that every aha moment became a thing that became a piece of me and not in a podcasting light, Mm -hmm. but anyone that's on this call that's had a conversation with me. My goal is to make you have an aha moment, no matter what the situation is. I don't care if we're, you know, on a Friday night or I don't care if it's a Tuesday and like we need to walk and have a talk about something. Like I'm gonna make you think about something. Mm. Yeah, you know,
0: oops sorry, continue.
3: mm, Go.
0: (laughs) What I was gonna say is that for anyone that's thinking about picking up a microphone, that one of the interesting parts of the experience. Is that these aha moments, they come so hard and so frequently, like on top of each other and top of each other. And you just, you, here I thought like that I had learned all there was to learn after moving through the discomfort that is mastering sales. But this is just a completely different monster. What about you, James?
4: Yeah, so I'll, I want to share my biggest cry because I think that's going to be the impactful one. I actually did cry. So I had done 11 Uncrushed podcasts. And the hardest part about doing podcasts that are centered around mental health is that you hear a lot of sad stories.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: I, if you know me, am a very positive person. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to drag me down. I see everything for the silver linings, right? That's my mentality. It always has been since I've been sober. Let's get that clear. The one instance that really put me to my knees, there was a guy that he wanted to share his suicide attempt story with me. And then when it came time to go live, he didn't show up and I lost my shit. Wow. and I I remember calling him like three, four days in a row as many times as possible just to make sure nothing had happened Mm. and I couldn't reach him. Mm. We can all agree that sometimes you schedule a podcast and someone doesn't show up and it really rubs you the wrong way. You almost want to reach out to that person and be like, never mind. But you don't because that's not professional, right? So, when he didn't show, I, I assumed the worst. Mm. And then I couldn't reach him for a few days. He reached back out to me that Monday and was like, Hey, sorry, I left town. Forgot all about this. <laughs> but I knew in that moment that I was too involved emotionally in this and it was detrimental to my mentality. And I mm. had to step away.
0: Yeah. Wow. I, you know, all right, we're. <laughs> you guys come into my world now. We, we're doing uncomfortable conversations, so we're going to change this up again. How did we pick our topics? Who, have, who hasn't spoken in a while? Um, Rebecca, how did you choose your first
7: topic? Well, mine always kind of have a has a theme to it, which is digital transformation. Mm-hmm. And I usually look to my guests for what that means in their world, and we build upon that. Mm -hmm. So it can be their specific company, some folks are working within an ecosystem of an enterprise, and we get to talk about whatever the recent adventure within digital that they had. So I let them really lead with their day-to-day experience, their real-world understanding of what digital means, Mm -hmm. and be able to share that with the world from really the way that they view it.
0: Hmm. I love it. Anybody else have any good stories around how they chose the topic?
5: When I launched oh, uh, oh. Success Champions, I'll jump in. Sorry, um, I needed. To, I had no idea what I was doing as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. So I went to interview people who were doing it, who were running mm. businesses, who were doing things, so I could freaking learn from them. Mm. What was weird was that ended up they ended up telling, sharing more of their tragic stories and their you know the screw ups and failures along the way, which was actually more beneficial. Mm-hmm. to it. But when we launched growth mode, we got it totally out of the interviews, 100% out of the interviews because guests suck. We learned really quick, they're not going to share your shit. They're not going to promote. Not, so we, we had to take it all on ourselves, which was fine, mm-hmm. but we wanted to narrow down. So we totally launched a sales and business development podcast to get into a very specific niche.
0: Pivoted the format. Yeah, that's a great point mm-hmm. for anyone's thinking about starting. Okay. So Con, now back to you with the story that you were you were going to share you were about to tease me before the call, like, do you want to know what my story is? And I was like, no, I want to, I want to be surprised. I've got,
1: I've got so many stories. I mean, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest, I would say podcast stories for me is like, so, you know, we, we manage podcasts for people. Right. And when we launched my show, we just picked a name and I just started recording and having fun. And then whenever we launch a show, like we take people for a through a very formal process. Maybe there's some rebrand branding. Maybe we're starting Mm -hmm. it from scratch. It's Usually pretty a big deal. And Chris runs these sessions. And we were deciding that we we're gonna launch season two for my show. And we were gonna kick it off with me like telling, you know, parts of my story that I'd never told before. Um, and went into that and what happened was like not planned. We totally changed the name of the show. And it seems like such a simple thing. But once we changed the name of my show from Sales Hustle to Sales Transformation, there was such like a different level of alignment with Mm. my own personal journey, with the message of others that I wanted to share, that it just became so much more enjoyable. The old format of the show, we kind of had people come on and share some quick tips and things like that. And there was some fun to that, but I would leave those conversations always still wanting to know more about the people and their story and their journey. Um and when we I made that change, it was huge. And then another little small I almost cried was when I actually interviewed Jeff the first time. I did a totally rookie move and I had the wrong mic on and the audio totally sounded like shit and we had to re-record it. <laughs> But to be fair, I think round two was way better than the first one, so it worked out. <laughs>
0: Wait, I remember you made me do my my first episode twice because it, but I didn't have the excuse if it wasn't plugged in, it just wasn't good enough. <laughs> um. Ew. Oh No, that's true. And I left it in like the first at the beginning of my first episode. It starts with Colin saying, "Mm, I didn't like it. We should we should do it again. I was like, "Okay, that's what this is going to be. But that's what this is. Right. For anybody that's listening and you're trying or is a recovering perfectionist like myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've only been sober for all of 12 hours now um if you're waiting to get it all perfect and figure it out before you do your first like you're gonna be waiting for a very 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 long time so don't do that don't do that It's, it's, it's,
1: it's (laughs) it's always safe to start your first couple of interviews with some friendlies because they'll give you some real feedback i remember the first one from my first podcast that i started Um, I interviewed somebody and was like, dude, that was horrible. We should do it again.
9: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. All right, Chris Decker. What about you? What was your smile or cry? Um, Instead of getting into a specific story, I'm just going to share four four points. I I came up with a framework for sharing an authentic story, something that's coming from inside. Number one is to have a reason for sharing it. What's the moral of the story? Number two is to create the universe, set the stage, engage the senses. What did you hear? What did you taste? What did you smell? What did you see? And then ultimately is to describe the emotions, but make it relatable, make it human. Um, Three is to tie it back today to today. What, what, what you learned, how does that impact what you're doing today? Back to you, Amy. And then four is the most important is actually to exaggerate carefully If I sense that someone came onto my podcast and is full of shit and like lied, I'm not going to publish that episode. And I know that sounds weird, but some people do it. And so exaggerate carefully. If you're going to share a a story that like has names or circumstances that were really hard, okay, change the names or circumstances, but don't change everything that happened. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, So have a reason for sharing, create the universe, tie it back to today and exaggerate carefully.
0: I love it. That was great.
6: Yeah, I want to
8: piggyback on something that that, mm-hmm. that uh, you had mentioned, Amy, about having someone be able to give you honest feedback. I remember when I started working with with Salescast. That was kind of one of the first things. Super awkward being on audio for the first time. I like can mm-hmm. actually hear myself, and mm-hmm. just trusting Chris to kind of walk through it over and over again. How many times? I think we recorded the 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 intro maybe six times just over and over again kept getting better a little bit each time Mm -hmm. um to just trust the process is something i think beginners and perfectionists as as you mentioned Mm -hmm. um, would probably shy away from and that's not a good excuse to not share your story with the world
0: We're going to come back to this idea of story, but I'm Jeff. I'm remembering when, when I was getting started, I didn't have that, that benefit, um, but I did have Jeff Bajork, And so I was all excited and I, it got to a point, <laughs> and, Doug, and Doug too, Doug was incredible, but it got to a point where I, I knew I wanted to podcast, right? So I had done that episode with Andy Paul and then I did Jeff's and Doug made it sound amazing. Here it took me three months to listen to the Andy Paul episode for the first time, which was also gut wrenching. Um, but I couldn't look myself in the mirror anymore until I finally started. Okay. And so then I got all excited and i recorded all these episodes. i got a bunch of friends to do an episode with me. And I listened to the second one. Right. And, and the correlation I would draw is listening to your calls as a seller. Right. If you think, if you think that that is easy to avoid or to not do like this with podcasting, it's anyway, I was so bad on the second one that I listened to that it literally took me four and a half more months to get to the point where I actually was able to press play on one of the other episodes to listen to because it was just, and it wasn't that bad, right? Obviously, like I had just, yeah, as I said, perfection. It's never as bad as you think. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So don't do that, friends. Don't do what I did. What about what, what about you guys? Anybody have any good stories about the hardness at the beginning? And-
3: yeah, I'm gonna give someone a quick hack, mm-hmm. uh, and I this is an actual hack. Like you know, people are like, "Oh, tips, how tos." No, this is a hack. Turn your camera off for the first 30 episodes. That's off. Pretty good. Off. And what happens the if you're I really say,
5: vain? I like the way I look.
3: <laughs> then put it. Then you know what you do? You you take a trav. You go grab a GoPro and you put that shit on your side, and then you don't put yourself <laughs> on the screen. And then you're like, "Look at me, I'm vain. I'm vain. I got myself right here. You see, I got my own little. I'm vain." So I, uh, I agree <laughs> with you.
4: I agree with you. I I think we are vain naturally. We want to see ourselves. The the contradictory part of us in there is the fact that even though we're vain and we want to see ourselves on screen, we're still like, I hate the sound of my own voice. I don't want to Mm re-listen to my stuff. And you have to do that if you want to improve the way that you interview. And even if you're a guest, you kind of want to improve the way that you guest on podcasts. So go back and listen to those things. I want to give my hardest thing when I first started out. Y'all, I knew nothing about the equipment. (laughs) Nothing at all. Uh. Nothing at all. Fortunately, I was connected with a guy that was my producer of the podcast Uncrushed, Grant Green. And this dude was a all out expert on all things production, podcast, audio, video. So I learned about the cameras and then the microphones and then all the different pieces that come along with it. The little H4N Pro that we use to capture our audio separately and then lay it over after the fact. Find somebody that knows this stuff And learn from them. Ask them questions. There are a billion people out there that could teach you the basics. And that is all you need to know. Here's the tip. It's not as hard as you think it is.
2: (laughs) Once you set it up, it's pretty much ready to go. It's not like you have have to make these adjustments. It's about finding your sweet spot and then don't touch it. (laughs) Yep, Leave it alone.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm remembering a Hail Mary. I couldn't get Audacity. I think I downloaded the wrong one. And that was another. Doug was a kind kind person. But that was a great flag, uh, James. What else on the hardness at the beginning? Galen, what do you think? What do you remember about a year ago starting out? What, the challenges with podcasting? Yeah like when you were first starting out?
6: For me, it was what everyone else said, but also I am the kind of person who loves to organize things in my life. So that was my number one priority was like, hold on, how do I organize this? I'm also that person who will go on Netflix and watch shows about how to organize your home in the most efficient way possible, and I love it. Okay. So when it comes to podcasting, I'm like, how can I make this work for me in the best organized way possible? So that was the first thing that I did that I actually was excited about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then it was like, all right, how do I structure these conversations in a way that is going to be impactful, not only to myself, but for the listeners and for the guests. And I created like what Rebecca said about her podcast, which is a theme, which is legacy for me. And then I have two questions in particular that I make sure that I ask every single guest. And then whatever happens, you know, after that first question and that last question that I have to ask and want to ask, mm-hmm. we just see where the road one the conversation will take us. So, oh my gosh, I
0: love it. I I'm making a mental note. I want to find out about your file naming conventions. <laughs> if you, if you have it all organized like that, cause I, my game was not like that. And, uh, only like crashed my computer twice at the beginning with working with all these massive files that I had no <laughs> no no business working with it all just no idea what was what was going on what how much ram do you have it was I did not buy this device no where did it the, on a MacBook
3: where the, where the, air bro that's
0: what I'm <laughs> <where> saying man <laughs> I did not know your where the Chromebook puck was going to be it? james
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah okay no further comment rebecca what was your biggest cry
7: yeah i was actually sitting here getting sick in my stomach thinking about it again and thankful that I outsourced the production now. Um, my first three or four episodes, I self-edited with video and it was painful because I'd never done it before. I don't know how to use Adobe. I was just like, why am I doing this? It's so fun to interview. Yeah. Well, one had taken me hours mm-hmm. of perfection and mm-hmm. I was literally two days from releasing it and my buddy calls me and says he was just let go from the company <laughs> and i couldn't release the episode and it be relevant to what we were trying to accomplish i was like great <laughs> okay that one and hurts. you can't be selfish in that situation because he's my friend and i'm like man how can i help like mm. this is real life though it was temporarily very painful for me the reality is he's in a better place he's coming back on the show and i'm a huge fan of him and again it was a huge relationship builder but man, that stung when I saw easily six hours of sitting on my computer, like second by second editing to just not let it ever see the light of day. It's so frustrating yeah, okay. to try to put all
4: that together, uh, especially for your first time. And if you have no experience, you want to choke somebody. You're so upset about it because mm-hmm. no matter what you do, it's not going to measure up to the standard that you imagined. And that's what's frustrating.
7: Yeah. Oh, my so gosh.
0: Would- my <laughs> story. I'm looking at audio files now, like the wavelengths, and I'm sure Travis has the right name for that, but like I actually can tell you what my ums look like because I was so obsessed with like going through and like pulling each individual one out. And then even uh, like I think episode five, Mercy Lee Bell was like, Aim, like this is a script, right? You know, this is the thing. I'm like, well, uh, but anyway, yeah, no.
3: <sighs> yeah, wait, so okay. two, I got a quick thing to add to Rebecca. Happened to Rebecca. So mm-hmm. similar things happened and quick biggest cry that i have also is okay. like there are hundreds of people that i've had podcast episodes with that i have not shared yet and i'm mm-hmm. going to be doing a dedication at some point in my life to a whole <laughs> library of just the people that i'm like i'm sorry that like life happened and like i don't hate you and I also like love what you do with your business. And I'm really sorry that I did not share the episode that we did three years ago and never went anywhere. I'm, still thinking about I'm it. so sorry. I know you still mm. exist. You probably forgot about me, but I didn't forget about none of y'all. So that was so, one. Yeah. And then the, the other one was that uh, when I have like people that like change companies, I mm-hmm. always try to pull people out of the company and then I just drop the person into the conversation. So I'm like, oh, my girl, Rebecca. Yeah, you you know that thing y'all look at the screens and shit through, yeah. She helps you understand that shit better so you figure out if it's fit or not for you. Boom, got it, right? Like, didn't say the name of the company, and I know that she's in technology, but when you can remove certain things, it's easier. And then the last, when you think that you gotta edit shit, then you put that into the universe. So one thing I truly believe when you, am I wrong? Like, come yeah, on. Should, so right. if, if you like, don't ever have the thought of, I need an editor, which by the way, 99% of new podcasters think they need to get a podcast. Like they need to edit. And I'm like, no. Cause if you, I learned one thing from Scott, Lee and Richard Harris was yeah, good. I said, fuck it. They said, yo, Netflix style jobs, Trav 10 episodes a week. No editing. I was like, hold up. I said, are you sure? Uh, Scott and uh, they were like, nah, no editing, Trav. I was like, alright. And like that was one of the biggest lessons yeah, but and I they think- were like, yeah, go ahead. What were you uh, going to say, Donnie. Donnie? Yeah. Go ahead. No,
5: I, I, I think they need to go through at least a couple of episodes of, ed- of editing themselves I to agree. understand the fucking misery of it.
0: I, go- I agree. Right? The fundamentals. Because every
5: one of us, I, I went through about 10 episodes of my own same. And then I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm out. I am not doing this shit anymore.
3: Mm.
1: No but way. then yeah. you're like,
3: Galem, Galem's on 63, and she still does her own shit. Bless your heart. So, like, Galem, Galem I is feel not, a little weird here. Not, I have never an
1: episode.
3: So then I'm like, <laughs> bro, put your podcast mic down. Put that shit down. You, don't, you ain't earn that shit, bro. Galem's not human, <laughs> and I'm convinced
4: that she doesn't sleep. So I don't. <laughs>
6: Oh, I, I do. That,
4: that is an accurate comparison.
6: <laughs> but- <laughs> Listen, James, I, I have I have a whoop band now that tracks my sleep. I can show you all of my reports <laughs> data. of how much I sleep. sleep. live. I swear,
0: I do. <laughs> all right, well, guys. All right. So I'm yes, looking at the clock here. Ahead, Here's yeah. how it's gonna go. There's a couple things left, but I want to go, We're gonna do round robin. Everyone's gonna pick which one they want to speak to. So it's one piece of advice um what you're working on now like what you're learning now where are you at now on the learning curve and then of course how podcasting has changed you as a person and i'll I'll go first i am a far better listener far better listener i interrupt less I thought I was a good learner and like leaning into challenges, but this was so hard that even now coming out a little bit on the other side of it, it was just, so the faith that I have in myself as well, um, it's just next level. And and I'm excited to teach and empower those that are also willing to, or interested in learning this as well. So that's what's next for me. Okay. Um, Jeff Pajork.
2: How podcasting has changed me as a person, or what I've my biggest aha, or what, pick one, right?
0: One, I want you to give the advice because you were you've been at this the longest. So, what would you say?
2: I mean, I'm old. Um, no,
0: you're an early. <laughs> we, you were the first adopter, yeah. but I, I love like you your heads up.
2: <laughs> you're. <laughs> um. One of the biggest lessons I've learned from podcasting: it's very important to know what you want to get out of your podcast, mm-hmm. and it's very important to make that podcast your own. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of shows out there that release once a week, twice a week, every day, whatever. Decide what the release schedule looks like for you. As I go to release my next podcast, it's going to look a lot different than the one I did for five years because I learned some things. And on on one hand, a lot of things have changed in five years. But on the other hand, we just felt like. Yeah, let's do this. This will be cool. What does it look like to do a podcast? Do you, you know? Do you edit it and make it perfect? Do you have someone do it for you? Oh, I guess we need intro music, don't we? And we need. To, what do you want your show to be? And then do it the way you can do it, the way only you can do it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a very specific goal in mind, it's going to be very hard for you to do your best work because you will get shiny object syndrome. You'll get pulled in this way. Do I need sponsors? Do I need? You no, know, I. You know what? I know some of the best sounding shows have some of the least quality equipment. And I know some people who have really expensive rigs that sound like shit. And (laughs) it's really about you showing up as yourself and having really great, engaging conversations, giving people the room to breathe, giving people the room to tell their stories the way Galem does. And, And to your point from earlier, you create an environment, you create a space for these conversations, these interactions to happen. That is magical if you do it right. So Make sure you start from a place where you know what you're trying to accomplish, or at least if you're pretty close to knowing what you want to accomplish, you'll figure it out along the way. But don't try to be like everybody else. Make sure you do it like you, and your best effort will show up.
0: Yeah. You're my, I love you. I like from the bottom of my heart, Jeff. You were amazing.
1: I want to add to because Jeff just dropped a gem, so I'm going to add mm-hmm. to it a little bit. One thing that podcasters, somebody told me early on, was your listeners stick around because of you, not your guests. So bring. Mm-hmm yourself to that conversation as much as possible and don't sacrifice anything for anybody, right? Like if it's the person that has a bunch of followers that comes on your show and self-promotes and is totally full of shit when they come on, right? Don't sacrifice anything and your listeners are going to stick around for you. And you know, this this thing that Jeff just mentioned comes up a lot. People that are kind of stuck on like should I start a show and they think like, uh, you know, is it going to be another sales show? How is it going to be different? It's going to be uniquely different cuz it's your show. And it's gonna the conversations that you have are gonna be unique, and that's how it's gonna be different. Because everybody who's that I talk to that's kind of thinking about should I should start a show, they're immediately thinking about how is it gonna be different than any other show out there. And it's gonna be different because it's your show.
0: Yes, well said. Well, beautiful. Okay, so let's do a piece of yeah, advice. Yeah, Donnie, yeah. what's yours? I'll
5: just jump in. It's on that is do a show on something you geek the fuck out on. You know, Mm -hmm. so many people get this idea that they got to do a show because that's what's going to grow their business or scale Mm -hmm. or whatever else. And if you don't completely geek the fuck out on it, your Mm -hmm. passion's never going to come through. You're never going to come through. Mm -hmm. I think even though with the success we had with Success Champions, we didn't geek out on the episodes. We didn't geek out on the material and it freaking showed through tremendously. So um, like, there's a a guy named Rich Cardona that just launched NFT for newbies. I mean, these guys are 60 episodes Mm -hmm. in. Um, they were 117 days in and hit 200,000 downloads. They got something that that's they were insane. learning. They started to teach other people and it blew the fuck up for them. So mm-hmm. you literally need to do something that somebody could wake you up at three o'clock in the morning and go, all right, tell me about X. And you're so passionate about it that the, the words just flow because you can talk about it anytime. If you try and produce a show that you're not into, you're going to pod mm-hmm. fade and die quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Well so, said. Cool. Well said, James. What's your piece of advice?
4: First of all, I love the phrase pod fade. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, My my piece of advice is to take the time to do the research about the person that you're interviewing and don't be afraid to ask the hard questions about them. It's okay if somebody says, I don't really want to talk about that. That's okay, okay, no problem. Moving the heif on, like it's not an issue. But don't be afraid to take 30 minutes and get to know the person that's about to come spend 30 minutes or an hour with you 20 minutes with you on something that's meaningful Mm -hmm. because you want to be able to ask those hard questions what's what i'm working on now is this concept of media as a top of the funnel driver and i'm excited about what that looks like i think we're moving to that conversation later so excited to to talk about what i've learned in that space Uh, And how it's changed me, I believe my EQ and my empathy level is Mm -hmm. on an epic scale. And I will Mm -hmm. also say my thick skin is bananas. I am not offended. I am not upset. Mm -hmm. I am not pissed off when somebody says something I don't like. I'm okay Mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think hosting a podcast gets you used to accepting feedback. I'm fine with somebody saying, I don't like how you do this. Hey, thank you for that. There's probably a hundred other people that didn't put that in that feel the same way. And I have to be able to take that criticism and make a change to make my show better.
0: Wow. Um, that's great. That's great. All right, Galen, what's up? What about you? One piece of advice and
6: uh, your, what, what you're working our- on? <laughs> How the podcast led to a new career? Oh, my God. <laughs> There's so much. Let me sum this up that four months into this starting, what is your legacy? It's, it's obviously a deep show, um, just by the name of it, and the question in the name of the show, it makes you think, and that can sometimes be intimidating to a lot of people, they're like, holy shit, I'm not sure I want to have this conversation with you, because you're also very intense mm-hmm. about your conversations, <laughs> so that's a, a good, and, and maybe not a so good thing, but um, anyway, four months into this, because I think about this topic all the time, I see it, it's in front of me, it's the impact of conversations like the one I had with Jeff and he was emotional, he was crying and that was unexpected for him and for me. Mm -hmm. And what happened after that conversation in particular was I took a walk outside uh, with my puppy and I was just thinking about our conversation, Jeff. I was like, what just happened? And And the way that it moved me and it made me feel then became very personal. And the passion that you had, the love that you have within you for your family that made you emotional and the fact that nobody had ever asked you the questions that I was asking you, that really hit home for me. And I was like, holy shit, why are people not doing that? Mm -hmm. And this is part of my purpose with the podcast is to be that person for more people. To get them to open up to get them to be more vulnerable to show their true selves mm-hmm. in a public space and to be comfortable mm-hmm. in that especially with men because a lot of men are not comfortable with that mm-hmm. so that's one thing i definitely wanted to make sure we touched on but four months into uh, of doing the podcast i get to reflect so much from these types of conversations that i have and I started to do video diary, and I've been doing it almost every day since March of last year, 2021. And it's literally been the highlight of my day almost every day. Even the days where I've been crying on my own video diary, which is something I'm only doing for myself. I'm not doing mm-hmm. it for anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's been so impactful. So my advice for, for everyone here today is that challenge yourself to spend that time have the conversations with yourself before you have conversations with others because it's so easy to just look elsewhere and for other people to pull things out of you. But you got to start with yourself and get really real, real quick. So, hopefully, that was helpful.
0: That was beautiful. Well said. I can't wait to listen to it again and make a marketing clip about it and
7: give it to you as a thank you for coming, Rebecca. What, uh, what about you? What one piece of advice do you have? Mine echoes a lot of, I think, the theme of what I'm hearing, and that's with every episode and every interaction, perfectionism is destroyed, and the fear of failure becomes less scary. And it's just, it's been a huge personal growth opportunity for me. And I've been used to being on stage, performing, talking in front of people, selling. I'm used to it, but I'm not used to talking to camera straight in the eye and Again, having to listen to myself back right away and go, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. But every time you do it, you get better, you get more confident, and people wanna hear what you have to say. It's such a big relationship builder, and I just think of even one of the early episodes where a friend paused and very genuinely said, thanks for having me on the show, it's very special for me. I was just like, this is so cool, it gives me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Like, not only am I getting better and growing, but it's also bringing that to other people, and mm-hmm. Folks get to actually watch it happen in real life as well. So I'm a
0: huge I, fan. I I'm love having it. Fun. I love it. This is why you're my people. All right, Garia, what uh, what about you? What's one piece of advice?
8: I'd give just two mindsets to, to hold. The first is make sure that you are focusing on trying to be a better version of yourself when you're on the podcast and don't try to emulate somebody. Early on in the podcast journey, I listen to a lot of podcasts and My style would literally shift based on the last podcast that I listened to. And until I got comfortable and, you know, started being myself, then it started to be a lot more fun, right? So Mm -hmm. instead of trying to be someone else, focus on finding your own voice and uh, continuing to be a better version of yourself. And the last thing that I would say is um, double down on the medium, right? There's video, there's written. Podcast is the only medium where you're literally in someone's ear having a conversation with them wherever they are in the car working out mm-hmm. you know and if what you're saying is compelling enough now you've built a relationship over time without even being there
0: mm-hmm.
8: right so mm-hmm. you know, find your own voice and double down on the medium that's my advice
0: well said well said what about you travis king one piece of advice
8: one piece of advice.
3: Make it so even if you only had to share it with yourself in 10 years, it will be a audio story worth listening to. That's it.
0: Yep. I love it. Avoid digital pollution. I support that. Um, uh, <laughs> all right, Colin. Oh, That's my timer. Look at us. We're almost right on track. Colin, you're up next. And then Chris, we're wrapping up with... With you, the advice, and also how it changes you
1: as a person. I'm going to give a piece of advice that might not be a popular opinion to you, Amy. It doesn't have to be perfect, just get started. Done is better than perfect. The perfect podcast is the podcast that's not perfect. So, wherever you are, if you've been inconsistent with it and you're trying to get consistent, if you've been thinking about should I be guesting on shows, should I start a show, should I de- do both best thing you could do is just get into action you'll figure out the rest
0: well said
9: well said all right chris okay um number w- the, the two quick things number one is people are going to share stories on your show like i can't tell you like i've had people tell me about their first experience being raped or violence or something that's like they trusted you mm-hmm. to be the person that they told this about so become trustworthy Mm -hmm. You might say, oh, well, why am I in this position? Because you're being called to become trustworthy. Number two is embrace the triadic relationship. You think that you're only talking to a guest, but think about the audience as well. The audience is right there listening to you. We have a client um, who's in the security industry, and he thought he was just starting this podcast to build relationships one-on-one with people, a dyadic relationship, but he never really took the audience into mind. He continued to do this throughout COVID bringing in industry leaders in the security industry. And he found himself at his first physical conference. After all of this time, there are only 700 people at the conference. He'd never really been that like popular or, or whatever. He's walking down the halls. People are coming up to him saying, dude, thanks for doing the Fearless Mindset podcast. I love mm-hmm. what you're doing. Keep doing that. And he mm-hmm. told me he's walking down that hallway and he's crying. And they offered him an opportunity to come speak on the panel. And this is like a meek guy. This is not like a guy with a huge personality. And so all I'm, all I'm saying is, Yes, it's you, it's the guest, but there's the audience too. It's not just a diad; it's a triad. There, and, and 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 a three-legged stool um, can actually stand as a firm foundation. That that's pretty much what I got.
0: <laughs> I love it, and I'm I'm going to plug the buyers. Right, it's this is a phenomenal medium to um, also uh, form those types of relationships with prospects as well. Um, Okay. And I think with that, Colin, I'm going to pass it back to you to wrap us up here.
3: Wait, before you do that, I got one more quick thing to add. Okay, Travis. When you're doing these things too, think if you can figure out how to connect with a person on three different levels at the same time. So think about that and hold that and then explore if your next episode connected with the person that you're talking to and or yourself on three different levels. And then let us know if you find out what that means.
0: I'll give you a hint. Use senses, right? You use sound, you use light, you use uh, tone of voice, whatever. The people have many senses and there's many ways to receive information. Thank you though, Travis. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're good. We're, we're educating people here. All right, Colin, let's wrap this up.
1: All right. Thank you, everybody who joined us and stuck around. Wherever you're at in your podcast journey, keep rocking.
0: Yay. And to our friends that came to join us today, this was awesome. Thank you, everybody, for doing this on the fly. You guys all rock. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, friends, that wraps another installment of the Revenue Real Hotline. I'd like to thank my guests, all of them again, for sharing their wisdom around all that is beautiful and scary and hard and life-changing about podcasting. And thank you listeners for hanging around through the remainder of the conversation. I appreciate you. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen and by all means, tell a friend. To my sales leader friends, if you're not already thinking about where podcasts fits into your sales enablement strategy, you absolutely should be. The medium meets people where they're at, on the move. You untether learning from having to sit at the desk, mm-hmm. and it's done at a fraction of the cost. Anybody that has any questions about this, you know where to find me. I'm Amy Rahubchek. This is the Revenue Real Hotline. Truth, love, and joy all, and happy selling.